0: Welcome to Seeing Life from a Different Angle. I thought today I would address something that a patient of mine from the distant past had requested that I talk about, which is the subject of guilt. Now, and I find guilt a fascinating thing, I think we all do, it's something we live with day in and day out. You know, we do things that we feel like we should not have done. You know, we feel the sense of shame, we feel the sense of guilt for the choices that we have made in our lives. And there's no one, I think, honestly, no one other than Christ who did not feel a measure of guilt in his life as a human being. You know, we, I cannot number anyone in my life, anyone that I could ever imagine who's not done some harm to themselves or to others in some way. And I think that there is, however, a difference, though, between what we would call realistic guilt and neurotic guilt so let me define the difference and i think it's worth exploring to understand a little bit more about why it is or what it is or which form we take you know when we experience guilt and is there a way out of it you know is there a way out of spending our whole lives feeling this weight upon our shoulders so what is the difference first of all i think that realistic guilt makes a lot of sense i mean i think we all have done things Physical things, verbal things, things that we can see have an effect upon others. That there's a direct effect based upon the words we speak or the actions we take, you know, that leave us feeling that this other person has been harmed. The example I would use with my patients when they were, you know, sitting here or laying on the couch would be, you know, if I took that water bottle and poured it over your head, I should feel a measure of guilt for that because I have done some harm to you. I think, on the other hand, that's different than what we would call neurotic guilt. And neurotic guilt is the belief that we have that through some thought or action in the past, the present, or the future, that through some thought, more often than not, that we have done harm to another person. Even though there is no evidence in the real world of us having done some harm we believe that we have and therefore we feel a sense of guilt feel a sense as we would if we had done some harm we feel this terrible pain that we have brought about pain to another human being now i think we as human beings are neurotic by our very nature you know we we tend to if we look at what neuroticism is, is that we tend to be so focused sometimes on the struggles within our own ego to try to deal with life and to try to adapt to a world around us. It's one of the reasons why we develop a status quo, a psychological status quo, to try to help us to you know, find the gratification we're looking for and be in a quote-unquote stable place, at least within our ego. But the truth of it is, it's a perpetual battle. It is a sad and perpetual battle that begins when we slip or are pulled out of that wide open reality that is so nurturing and so giving and so caring for us. You know, it's like I posted yesterday on Facebook, and by the way, love to have you know any number of individuals, all of you who are listening, would love to have you join me on my Facebook page. It's straightforward, seeing life from a different angle, but. I had posted on my Facebook page that life isn't about progress. Life is about regression. It's not about progression. It's about regression. And what I meant by that is, you know, we come from a healthier, more loving, more nurturing, more caring place. And we are pulled out of that place by the fear of the world. And because of being pulled out, we slip away from being in a place of living You know, hopefully we can cling to that. We have healthy enough parents who allow us to be in a place of living where we can still connect and still have a measure of gratification psychologically that is healthy for us. For those who are blessed to be in that place, that's a wonderful thing. You know, but then we also have to consider that if our parents are not healthy enough, if the world we're raised in is not healthy enough, then they can pull us into a place of existence where life becomes as fantasized Experience, not a living by any stretch of the imagination, but just hanging on by our fingernails, so to speak, to some fantasy that the world is the way we need it to be. And sadly, if our parents are even less healthy than that, then we're pulled down into a place of subsistence where we struggle day in and day out to try to find gratification for ourselves. And the way we find it is those artificial pleasures those as i put it chinese food pleasures where i'm gratified for the moment but then immediately afterwards i find myself lost and tense and uncomfortable and unhappy and disconnected once again i think it's one of the reasons why it is that you know with this world being the way that it is you know with us struggling you know, with things that are dangerous for us, with drugs or alcohol or pornography. You think about the fact that these things will not go away as long as we raise our children in a way that is just subsistence. You know, it's this perpetual cycle of desperation, trying to get some measure of gratification for ourselves. And so what does this have to do with guilt? I think it is this, is that, as we progress down the spaces through living into existence and into subsistence guilt increases the neurotic guilt increases and sadly so too should the guilt that we might experience that we have done harm to others but it doesn't and that's the interesting piece the feeling or the sense of guilt that psychological state of guilt that is realistic actually diminishes as we move down the line toward an unhealthier place as we move from living to existence to a place of subsistence we feel less guilt and the reason we feel less realistic guilt is because we're so focused on our own gratification our own tension our own conflicts our own worries needs desires fears terrors we're so focused on those things that we don't see other individuals as human beings, we see them as obstacles to be used, an object in our world. And so, you know, when we think about neurotic guilt, on the other hand, neurotic guilt increases as we move down the line. You know, as we become less and less healthy, we feel an increased sense of neurotic guilt because there's a part of us that feels like, okay, well, what, have I, what am I doing to others? Not that I feel morally obliged in the sense that I might experience when I feel guilt that I have done harm to another human being or have harmed myself, but more in a sense of, okay, well, these are obstacles that are in my life that I have to now contend with, and I've got to be careful about the things that I might do that might lead them to challenge my status quo, to take away from me the joys and the pleasures that I believe I'm experiencing. All an illusion, of course, because they're not really experiencing joys and pleasures. They're momentary at best. They're tension-reducing at best. There's no joy. There's no pleasure that comes from these things. So there's the difference. you know. And the, health, the less healthy we are psychologically, the more neurotic guilt we feel, the less realistic guilt we feel, which means, on the contrary, that the healthier we are, if we are in a space of living, we're more inclined to feel a sense of guilt and because we do worry not about as much ourselves as much as what have i done to hurt other people in my life what am i doing now and therefore hopefully i become more conscious conscientious and remain in a conscious place of thinking about what i might do and how this might affect other people in my life and so therein lies the therein lies the big issue Because ultimately we feel this sense of guilt, neurotic or genuine realistic guilt. But how do we end up dealing with it? I think the answer does come back to what it is that we have or have espoused many, many times over and over again, which is the necessity for us to turn our eyes back toward God. Because ultimately, guilt will remain with us we'll always feel a measure of guilt. And it's not necessarily, realistic guilt isn't necessarily a bad thing, if not that we feel or experience the guilt, but that we're aware of the guilt. We're aware of the effects that we're gonna have on other people. And that goes back to C.S. Lewis and our conversations before about the three realms of morality. We're all brothers and sisters. We're all children of God. We're all part of the same family. And so you know i need to be conscientious of what it is i might do that might bring about harm or pain or discomfort to another human being and i want to avoid the feeling or the experience of guilt realistic guilt and the best way to do that is to be kind and nurturing and caring and loving toward others now This may sound in some degree or to some degree as a rather selfish thing that I'm going to avoid doing these things because I don't want to feel guilt. I think it's quite the contrary in this sense that I am avoiding doing these things and therefore I do avoid feeling guilt or I do avoid experiencing guilt. But I'm not doing it for the other reason. I'm not doing it because I want to avoid the guilt. Therefore, I don't do harm to other people, not if I'm healthy. If i'm in a healthy place psychologically i'm thinking about these other individuals before i act you know i'm not doing it in order to avoid something for myself it's not a self-centered act but an act of self and by that i mean the self that comes only when we are united with others when we realize in truth we are all part of one body we're all part of the body of christ and Therefore, we do not want to do harm to others. We do not want to do harm to the self, to the whole, to the being of our family, our Christian family. And so I think the way out of guilt is for us to turn back toward those loving experiences that we have had in our relationship with God. And for those who have not had those. Well, I don't believe that anyone has not had them. I believe that in that space of wide open reality, we have all experienced that union with God. Just depending, as I say, upon the healthiness of the world within which we live and our relationship with our mothers and our fathers, you know, that space may last a very, very long period of time and it may last a few seconds at best. And so if we are to avoid guilt if we are to not feel a sense of guilt, neurotic or otherwise, we have to move toward a greater psychological health. And with psychological health, it also means a greater philosophical health. It also means, therefore, most importantly, a greater spiritual health, a health that is about a connection with the one and only God. And in doing so, in doing so, We end up allowing ourselves to think and feel and experience what it is that we should be experiencing, which is a sense of unity, a sense of connection, a sense of love and nurturing that comes only when we are connected to each other. And so if we're going to avoid guilt in the future, if we're going to deal with guilt, the best way to do it is to turn back, turn our face back toward the God who loves us, who can free us from that guilt be well.